All right. Go ahead and take your Bibles. Turn with me to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. All right, if you there, say word. word. Go ahead and stand with me in the honor of the reading of God's Word. We're going to be looking at verses 6 through 10. 6 through 10. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. But when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. But when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Let's pray. Father God, we are thankful for this time. We are thankful for your word. We are thankful for your promises. Help us to see that this morning. We ask this in your son's precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The title of my message this morning is When God Shuts a Door. If you guys ever tried to make a plan to go somewhere or to do something or to maybe even look for another job or maybe some of you teenagers, you're like, I really like this girl, but yet she just slams the door in your face. You're kind of like, what do I do now? Anybody here ever felt like that? Just me? Yeah? I've had many doors slammed in my face when it comes to girls. It's <laughs> waiting for somebody to say something. No, we see here, we, we are still following this missionary journey with Paul. Paul and Silas have just picked up Timothy, and they are, they are on their way. They're headed out. But Paul and Silas and Timothy were trying to go into Asia to share the gospel, but it says that the Holy Spirit forbade them. And then we see that they tried to go um, into Bithynia, but then the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. They're trying to go preach the gospel, but yet the Spirit is saying, no, not there. So you've, you've been in that situation before. You might be in that situation right now. I've been in that situation so many times. So many times. When my wife and I first got married, we, I was, I was working two part-time jobs, trying to make money, trying to make a living. My wife is just getting started, getting her hair business getting up and, 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 and she was having a hard time making money. And so I, 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 I tried many times to find a full-time job, but nobody wants to hire a guy who is going into the ministry. Nobody wants to hire a guy who is studying to be a pastor except a church, but yet they want to hire a guy that's 20 years, 20 years old with 50 years of experience. It's hard to get my foot in the door. But by God's grace, after so many doors were slammed shut, he finally opened up a door to my first full time 
youth pastor position. It barely paid more than what I was making at that time, but it was one job. Um, and it, I was very fortunate. But you've, you've been there. You know what I'm talking about. Having the doors shut in your face. And, and all it does is it brings frustration and discouragement. I mean, imagine what Paul and Silas and Timothy are dealing with. We just want to go preach the gospel to Asia. That's where we want to go. Now, more than likely, they were trying to get over to Ephesus. That's where most scholars think they were trying to get to. So it, it, spoiler alert, they, they end up getting to Ephesus. Just not right here. Not right here. So what is the main idea that I have for you this morning? The main idea is this, that we are to trust God through our circumstances and his revelation. We are to trust God through our circumstances and his revelation. I got two things for you this morning. That's it. Two things that I feel that we can pull from this text, especially as we are walking through this life trying to figure out what God has planned for us. We may look at this text and, 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 and be looking at maybe what is God's will for my life. Some of you younger people in this room, I've been in your shoes. What is God's will? Where, where am I supposed to go to school at? What am I supposed to be for the rest of my life? What is it that God wants me to do? And I understand that's difficult at times. I've known ever since I was six what I wanted to do, but that's not always the case. I've got friends who in my during my undergrad studies were halfway through my undergrad and still were having problems figuring out what they wanted to do. I'm like, man, you, you're almost done. <laughs> you don't even know where you're going. You've been there. Some of you have because I saw some of you smiling. We are to trust God through our circumstances and his revelation. So here's point number one. As we are walking through this life, wondering what God's will is for us. Number one, we need to remember that God guides us through our circumstances. God guides us through our circumstances. Look at verse six. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia. I think I've pronounced that word differently both times now. Having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. Their circumstances are prohibiting them from going where they are planning on going. Now we don't know what it is that is stopping them. It can be anything. Somebody could be getting sick. A lot of scholars think that may be the case because we see in verse 10, the language changes from him to we. And Luke, the author of Acts, who is also a physician, has stepped into the group. So it's possible somebody may have gotten sick and they can't go to Asia now. Maybe they had traveling issues. You ever dealt with that? We're going on a road trip this week. Car won't crank. Nobody ever dealt with that. I've dealt with that. Traveling problems. Probably can't get out the door. Or it could be that Paul or Silas or Timothy had a lack of a sense of peace. 
We know that the Spirit works within our lives when we look and wonder, should we take this job? Should we go this route? Should we buy this house? Should we attend this church? Should we, should we do this? Should we do that? If we have a lack of a sense of peace in our lives, more than likely, that's the Spirit telling us this is not a good move. You've been there. My wife was that lack of sense of peace. When we first got married, I was 21, she was 20. Two weeks after our honeymoon, we came home from the grocery store, pulled into the driveway. I looked at her and I said, let's have a baby. 21 and 20. She looked at me and she was like, are you crazy? I believe that that was the spirit speaking through my my wife to me saying might not be a good idea. I could barely afford my wife, much less another kid. God guides us through our circumstances. Okay? He, he shuts doors and He opens doors so that we may work into fulfilling His purposes. He's got a plan and a purpose for you. When a door shuts or when a door won't open, more than likely, no, not even more than likely, that's not God's purpose for you. That's not his plan. That's not where he wants you to go. We see how God guides people through circumstances with Jesus. We see that in the book of Acts, uh, uh, they even talked about how God had, had predestined for all these things to occur so that he may be crucified. God had worked out these plans to where Christ will die for our sins. He guides us through our circumstances. He opens doors and He closes doors. And we are called to trust Him in that promise, in that process. No matter how hard we try to kick that door down. Because I've tried. I've tried. It It is no secret because I came here to Red Cross. I left my former church. But there were there was a season when I was looking for what God has next, this spiritual discomfort that I had, that that, that this wasn't it, that God's pulling me elsewhere. There's somewhere else God's pulling me. And so I tried to find it. Doors were shut in my face for a couple years. Until a crack opened here at Red Cross. When Tommy Smith called me for some reason and talked to me about coming here. We are to trust God as He guides us through our circumstances. And understand this too. We see Paul and Timothy and Silas, they're trying to spread the gospel to Asia. Here's the thing. They end up going there. Just not at this time. Sometimes God will shut a door or keep a door shut. Not because it's a no, but because it's a not yet. Now, as Paul and Timothy and Silas are are, are trusting in God to guide them through their circumstances, they're not sitting on the couch twiddling their thumbs. They're not giving up. 
They're not banging on the door trying to get God to move. They recognize that they cannot go to Asia. So what do they go? They go somewhere else. They continue preaching the gospel. They keep serving. They keep loving. They keep preaching. So here's my guy. Here's, here's my advice to you looking at God's word as we are trusting in God to guide us through our circumstances as we're waiting for doors to open. We are called to serve and love and share the gospel where we're at. We're called to be faithful to God where we are in the midst of our circumstances now. My wife and I, we, we've, we have, before we came to Red Cross, there was a lot of conversations of what is it that God has for us? Where is it God is leading us? What are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to live? There's a sense where my wife wants to move to New York City and wants me to plant a church there just because she loves the city life. I'm the kind of guy that wants to purchase 50 acres of land and put my house right in the middle of it so nobody messes with me. Amen, right? So there were years where my wife and I were praying and talking about what is it that God has in store for us. But it's not like we sat down and waited and waited and waited. We were faithful where God has us now. Now, I don't know what God's plan is for us. Right now, it's to serve and love and preach the gospel to Red Cross. And by golly, we are going to be faithful to do that. So as God is guiding us through our circumstances, we're called to be faithful wherever he has us. And let me tell you, some of those circumstances are going to hurt. They're not going to be fun. When my wife and I first got married, we decided to get married at a time when both of my parents were laid off from their jobs. And I remember having conversations with, with, with my dad about what's next, where, where to go, what to do. And, and those circumstances were difficult. Y'all remember that recession back in late 2000s or 2007, 2009. That was a hard time. A hard time. But we trust God through it. We may lose our jobs. We may, we may pick the wrong school you feel like. But there's a reason why God has you there. God's led you there. He's guided you there. We trust God through our circumstances. When we look at the book of James, James tells us this in James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. He says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year, a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is, is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to, to do it, for him it is sin. We are called to trust God that whatever he wills, that is where we will go. And wherever he tells us to stay, that is where we will stay. God guides us through our circumstances. And I love the language here. We see in verse 6 that it is uh, that they are forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And then in verse 7 it changes. 
But the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. I believe that the language changes because Luke is trying to show us, God is trying to show us, that even Jesus plays an active role in our lives from day to day. It is through the Holy Spirit that even Jesus is, is, is leading us and guiding us. We need to trust in that process. God guides us through our circumstances. That's number one. Number two. If you remember the main idea, then you know what number two is. God guides us through His revelation. This is where it's going to get a little tricky. You ready? Verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we, there's that we, we, Luke has joined the party, we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This is where Luke now steps into the picture. He's here. He is now on the field. He is now face to face with Paul, Timothy, and Silas. He is now writing a firsthand account of what he's witnessing. But what happens after, after the doors are shut and after they still travel, they end up going to, 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 to Troas or Tros or whatever you want to call it. These names are weird. But there are, when we, when we get there, Paul, Timothy, and Silas are waiting to see what God's plan is. Well, what happens? A vision comes to Paul in the night. A revelation comes to Paul. Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, we don't know who this is. Some scholars think it may even be Alexander the Great. I don't know where they get that from. But that's what they, that's what some scholars say. Just want to put that out there. Come over to Macedonia and help us. They didn't say come over to Macedonia and preach the gospel to us. They didn't say come over to Macedonia and show us Jesus. They said come over to Macedonia and help us. Spurgeon said that the greatest way that we can help people socially is by preaching the gospel to them. The greatest way that, that we can help people is showing them who Jesus is. And so they get this vision and they decide to head out to Macedonia. God guides us through his revelation. We, we are struggling with what's next. Where do we go? What is God's will for our lives? I'm not saying look out for a dream, but I am saying that God has revealed his will to us in his word. We have his will for us in this book. Now, it doesn't tell us what school we should go to. It doesn't tell us what job we should take. It doesn't tell us who we should marry. It does tell us what kind of person we should marry. It does tell us how we are to live, how we are to serve. It does show us that he's sovereign. So if you have two choices... Kevin DeYoung has a great book out, a little book called Just Do Something. And it's about God's sovereignty. When you're in a fork in the road, right? You've got two options. I, I dealt with this when I, when I graduated high school. I could either go to Mars Hill College and study youth ministry or go to Western Carolina University and be in their marching band. And I was like, which one? Neither was a good choice. <laughs> Can I say that? Neither was a good choice for me. Should have, should have chose differently from, from, I wish I knew about boys college when I graduated high school. I would have gone there. Anyways, I shouldn't have said that. Anyways, 
What, what God is saying, if neither choice is sinful, Kevin DeYoung says this in his book, if neither choice is sinful, just pick one. Just do something. Why? Because God is sovereign. It's not like God's looking at you saying, man, I really wish you would have gone to, you know, NC State University. Instead, you chose Chapel Hill. No. God guides us through his revelation. He does. He guides us through his word. Don't be, don't be looking for a dream, okay? I don't know about you, I have some weird dreams. Especially when I have a bowl of ice cream right before I go to bed. It's, it's trippy. <laughs> don't trust dreams. Trust God's revelation through His Word. And God may also reveal certain things through other people. What I love about this passage is in verse 10, we see this we, this us. We, we, we see this corporate area of Scripture. We see this idea that even as we look for God's will in our lives, it's not only individual, it's corporate. Leto can speak into my life on certain things. Like when we talk about what Bible studies to do or sermon series, I'll be looking for other people's insight because I believe the Spirit speaks through people. I believe, students, that the Spirit speaks through your parents, whether you like it or not. He does. There are many times I should have listened to my dad. My dad's going to amen that too. Many times I should have listened to him. Because the Spirit speaks through other godly people in our lives. Other people who have been through it. Other people who are more wise than we are. Teenagers, you're not as wise as you think you are. But your parents were more wise than you. We should trust that God will guide us through His Revelation. Listen, guys, this, this has happened throughout church history. We, we, we look at missionaries like, like David Livingston, who, who wanted to go to China. That's where he wanted to do missionary work, but instead he was sent to Africa. We see guys like William Carey. William Carey, I want to say that name again. William Carey, fantastic missionary. Read about him. He wanted to go to Polynesia, but instead he was sent to India. We may have plans, we may have ideas of what we want to do with our lives, but let me tell you, God's going to interrupt it. And He's going to tell you what He wants you to do with your life. Where you should go, who you should marry, how, how you should live your life. God's going to interrupt how you think it should go. And let me tell you, that's a glorious interruption. I wish God would interrupt my life more than he does now. Because <laughs> there's so many times when it's like, God, I don't know what to do. Show me. Light the path. But we should trust that God will guide us through our circumstances and that he will guide us through his revelation. So what do we do? What do we do in order to live a life that is faithful where God will lead us? Well, first, we should obey God's revealed will in the Bible. We should obey what God's word says. If he tells us that we are not to be unequally yoked, 
then that means find yourself a believer in Christ who loves Jesus more than you and fall in love with them. Teenagers, especially to the teenage girls, can I say this? If your boyfriend does not love Jesus more than you, how do you expect them to lead and provide and serve as a husband? Obey God's revealed will in the Bible. What else? Remain sensitive to the Spirit's prompting. by, By the way, these are all coming from Kent Hughes. Obey or remain sensitive to the Spirit's, to the Spirit's prompting. Feel that, feel that inner peace that the Spirit gives us when it comes to making decisions. Trust that, trust Him as you make those calls. If you don't feel that peace, don't do it. Seek godly counsel. There are people who are more wise than you are, who have been through what you are going through. Seek that godly counsel. Use godly wisdom. Use godly wisdom. Christ is the embodiment of wisdom. Lean on what Jesus says. Lean on what His Word says. And lastly, don't get discouraged. Remain faithful where God already has led you. We need to trust that God is going to work through our circumstances and through His revelation so that we may live faithfully in this life. So that we may live according to His will for our lives. We see this ultimately through Jesus Christ. We see how how Christ has come into this world. He took on human flesh, lived a perfect life, and died a horrific death. How do you think that whole plan came to be? How do you think everything fell into place so that He would die, so that He would be our sacrifice? It wasn't an accident. It was purposeful. It was God's sovereignty as He was guiding the people through their circumstances and through His revelation that Christ may die for us. David Livingston, I mentioned him earlier. He is a, a, a missionary. He said one time, as, as we're living our lives, as we are seeking to be faithful to him, he says, he said, without Christ, not one step, but with him anywhere. Without Christ, not one step, but with him anywhere. If you want to follow God's will for your life, follow Christ. Follow Christ. Dig deep into what His Word has for us. Look at how He lived His life. Look at what He taught us and how we should live our lives. Follow Jesus. That may even mean to death. Are you willing to do that? They, we see Paul and Timothy, Silas, and now Luke. When Paul had seen the vision, verse 10, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. We're about to enter into the 
church at Philippi being planted. This is a beautiful section. We're going to see Lydia. We're going to see the Philippian jailer. We're going to see Paul and Silas in prison. I love this chapter. Paul and Silas end up in prison for sharing their gospel, for following God's will for their life. We already see that there are churches around the world, pastors around the world, missionaries around the world, believers and Christians around the world. I'm including our country, Canada. I'm including foreign countries. Guys, they are being arrested and even killed for following God's will for their life. God's will for your life is not, what's that book called? Um, Your Best Life Now? God's will for your life is your best life now. But it's not always about being prosperous and healthy. Sadly, God's will for your life may be to show His strength and grace in your life by enduring cancer. God's will for your life may be to go onto the mission field and be arrested and tried and may even killed for your faith. God's life for you may, or God's will for your life may be to start a family, have kids, and raise them in a godly home. But the thing is, is we are called to trust in that will. No matter what that will is, no matter what his plan for our life is, we trust that as He is guiding us through our circumstances and as He's guiding us through His revelation, we are to live faithfully to the call that He has for us. I pray that that is our mission today. Let's pray. Father God, we are thankful for Your Word, for Your revelation to us. God, I pray that You would help us as we seek to live faithfully to You, as we seek to, to, to be obedient to Your will, as we seek to to trust in you through our circumstances, through our, through your revelation. God, help us. Help us as we go into this time of invitation. Help